What's up, you guys? You're listening to the podcast, It's All About Balance, with me, Hillary Downey. On this show, I'll teach you how to ditch fad dieting once and for all so you can quit gaining and losing the same weight over and over again, or get extreme diets that deprive you and don't work. With macro counting, you can learn how to lose weight eating the food you love. Pizza, cookies, and wine, it's all on the table. But we don't just talk about diet around here. We'll cover fitness, mindset, lifestyle habits, all of the important topics I had to address in my own 100-pound weight loss journey that you'll need to reach your goals as well. You deserve to look and feel your best, and I'm so excited to walk beside you and show you how. It's time to unlearn what you've been taught about weight loss and discover that it's truly all about balance. So let's go. That's a good place to start. Let's tell everybody we've been drinking coffee all day. So I'm super excited to have mom. How do you feel? You're my very first. I would, I don't know that I want to call you my podcast guest because we're going to do more and more episodes, including you. Um, but I do, I am considering you my first podcast guest. How do how does it feel? I feel honored. (laughs) I do. I, you know, and it's sort of come full circle because I was also your first client. So true. And my first employee. Yes. yes. <laughs> you, had a lot first. you were my first doctor. So oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, I'm super excited about today's episode. You guys, it is long time coming to have mom on the oh, show yeah. to share her 100 pound weight loss story, sorry, 100 plus pound weight loss story with you guys. And I'm going to give just a little bit of an introduction to you guys in case you are new here or new to the podcast, new to our brand. Mom is literally that. She is my mother. And like we just talked about, she was my very first client. She was also my inspiration for taking a healthy approach to weight loss. And we're going to talk about that today for sure. But I grew up watching mom fad diet off and on and off and on. And whenever I decided to get healthy after my first pregnancy, I knew I didn't want to take that approach. It just looked miserable, which I think you're going to be sharing your story today. Yes, it was uh, about I just I knew I didn't want to take that approach. And so mom was my inspiration for finding a balanced approach to my weight loss journey. And uh, for those of you who, again, haven't heard her story, she was my first client. So after I found macros, I, you know, really fell in love with the idea of helping other women learn how to do this. And mom, I remember after I started counting macros, like you were really dabbling in some hardcore fad diets at that time. And I just remember thinking like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to let her (laughs) do what she's going to do. And even though she sees me losing this weight and still being able to eat out and have fun and all these things. Sure, mom. Yes. Cutting out that entire food group, all the sugar. Sure. You go right on ahead with that. And uh, there did there did become a turning point, which we'll talk about when she shares where she said, okay, help me figure out what it is that you're doing. And to this day, you are my most successful client. She went wow. on to lose 110 pounds and completely, we're going to talk about, I'm going to let 
hotel. Completely changed her life. So uh, mom is our first podcast episode. And I really just want to jump right into it. So we we just gave this little bit of background, but go ahead and tell our listeners about what dieting and exercise looked like before you found macro counting. Like give them a rundown. Okay. Well, as I have said forever and ever and ever, I was the queen of diets. If it was a Monday, I was starting a new diet. And I can promise you, it was the newest, most extreme diet out there. And I think I've shared before the the wildest diet that I tried was the five bite diet, where three times. <laughs> okay, explain the five bite diet. I got to hear this. So five times a, or three times a day, sorry, three times a day, you could sit down, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you could have five bites of anything. Oh my gosh. And the, the doctor who wrote this diet, who invented this diet, suggested that you use a snicker bar for the first week, eat three times a day, because it was roughly five bites. So that would give you the idea of what five bites was felt like in your mouth. Well, allow me to assure you, I think I made it through um, Tuesday. I started on a Monday, of course, made it through Tuesday about noon. And I thought, I know, no, I cannot do this. And I was shaking. I was lightheaded. I felt awful. So I, normally I was done by Wednesday or Thursday with one of my diets. I would, the, Tuesday, I was done. I was done. Wow. I mean, wow. Yeah. That's just, yeah. uh, and it's to think. Very it's, frightening. Yeah, yeah. Scary. So scary. Yes. But so many women scary. can relate to that exact oh, story. Yes. Mine was the military diet. We had that. I don't know. That was like a thing where it was like saltine crackers. I think oh, you could oh. eat an orange. Maybe there was mm-hmm. some tuna in there. I mean, it was just. Boiled egg. Hard boiled egg. Yes. Yes. Hard boiled yeah. eggs. So, yeah. so deprivation. I hated hard boiled eggs. So. You know, that that would never work. Um, anyway, I but when it was over, then there was this, I just was so unfulfilled that I would eat my way through the weekend, you know, starting Friday. And, you know, I was with you the other day when I said, you know, I'm just curious how many calories I consumed in a day when I wasn't dieting. Because I drank three large Cokes a day. Mm-hmm. Um, which if you don't know what that is it, uh, from Sonic, it is a large Coke. And I usually ask for easy ice. So I was getting even more Coke and they added chocolate syrup to it. And those alone added up to around 1200 calories. I always had a fast food breakfast and lunch. And then dinner was something on the way home, either, you know, takeout or, or restaurant. I was easily, easily logging uh 3500 to 4000 calories a day if somebody day. had asked you i know we added it up recently but if somebody had asked you how many calories you thought you were consuming what would you have said <laughs> i would have said 1800 yeah it's so funny because, now let me explain why i would say that because i was so used to you know 8 800 to 1200 calories a day that 1,800 to 2,000 seemed like an enormous number of calories. Mm -hmm. But if someone had told me I was eating 4,000, I would have said, oh, no, no, not at all. 
And let me just tell you that in all those calories, there was not a veggie or a fruit to be seen. I did not, not none. I mean, maybe if there were lettuce and tomato on my uh, cheeseburger mm-hmm. uh, and if onion rings counted, but no. We see this all the time. Now that now that you help coach women through this, we see this all the time where women really do believe that they're just not consuming as many calories as they are. And it's not that they're purposely like trying to deceive and be like, I'm not eating that much. It's that if you have never taken a good hard look and done the the awareness creation that happens with food logging, you don't realize how many calories you're consuming and especially liquid calories. I think that's the one like the Starbucks drink, the Cokes, you know, alcohol for sure. Like those are the things that it feels like it's so easy to be like, but I'm not eating that much. <laughs> or, you know, it's the the one fast food meal a day and then all those liquid calories. One fast food meal can easily oh, surpass 1,500 yes. calories, 2,000 yes. calories. All right. So we have an idea of what your nutrition status looked like and no judgment yes. at all on this at all because yes. so many women can relate to this have been there. We don't always understand that our habits, you know, truly are we're consuming so many calories. And a lot of times we're just living life like just in these habits. So we know what nutrition looks like. How about your activity level? Did you exercise? You know, what did that look like before you lost this weight? Never. I never exercised. I didn't have the energy. I and I, when I tell you that walking to the mailbox, walking from my classroom to my car or my car to my classroom winded me, that's no exaggeration. I absolutely, I was not nourishing my body. Therefore, I had no energy to um, exercise. And I will tell you that back in the day when I was in my 20s and 30s, Exercise was not encouraged as a part of dieting. And the reason was that they said it made you hungry. So why would you exercise if it were simply going to make you hungry? Because then you would want to eat more. Mm-hmm. So, because exercise certainly doesn't have any other benefits besides right. our body exactly. composition. Exactly. Exactly. But um, that was just the thought, you know. I mean, that that truly wasn't and that was that was pervasive throughout the diet world. Mm-hmm. I, I can remember uh, being very nervous about your sedentary life. So like the diet side, obviously, but the the nervousness for me was just how sedentary you were. And I have vivid memories of you, you know, coming home from teaching, which is absolutely a energy giving job, like let's call it what it is. But you would come home and you would get your spot on the couch, get your, you went through like a coloring book phase. Like I have these very vivid memories of, you know, that was your spot. You were sitting on the couch, you were doing your coloring book, but there was no getting up off the couch until it was time to go to bed. Like that was it. And I will tell you on the weekends, it was nothing for me to sleep from eight or nine o'clock on a Friday night 
until noon on Saturday. And I can remember walking into the kitchen and the first words out of my mouth were, I'm so tired. And I thought, how can I be tired? I've just slept 16 hours. How can I be tired? But I was exhausted. Mm -hmm. I really and truly was. And, you know, I, there were days where I would get up to go to work and I would think I can't do this. I am so tired. Yeah, I can totally relate to that also because you know, once it's hard to get your body moving. Once you do, you realize that the thing that gives you so much energy is moving your body, but it's hard to get started, which brings me to what I want to talk about next. I mean, obviously your quality of life was not in a good place. And before we talk about your turning point, what was sort of your mental place? Like where were you? Did you have like anxiety, depression? You know, where, how did you feel about yourself? I checked, you know, I checked all the boxes, Hillary. I was anxious. I was depressed. I, I was hopeless. I honestly wondered, you know, where is, there's got to be more, where's my life heading, you know? And I was in my fifties. Um, and I felt like I was, and, you know, I, I felt like I was so much older because I had no, um, I had no hope yeah. and I didn't. Yeah. And, and the worst for me, the hardest part was I didn't know where to start. I, I had let things, you know, spiral so far out of control that I felt like there was, uh, there was no beginning point for me. It was like, how do I get myself out of this? And I just, I couldn't think of a way. Oh my gosh. And it's, well, it's funny because there are so many women who are listening to this who can relate because they've been there or they're there currently. And the hardest part of this is, is what you're bombarded with in this day and age are those fad diets. Or Mm -hmm. it's this, you know, you've got to do it all, right? You've got to do all the things. And that's so overwhelming oh, it is. in the place that you were in to think of, I have to change this and this and this. So, all right. So tell us then what was the, the turning point where you said enough is enough. Something has to change. Well, it was frightening. And, um, I don't know if anyone, if, if people out there are familiar with the disease, uh, diverticulitis, but it is a disease that affects your colon And it can be brought on by, you know, a bad lifestyle, an unhealthy lifestyle, smoking, um, sedentary lifestyle, uh, definitely eating the wrong things. And I, you know, it was, I was doing all of them. And so my turning point was having three episodes of diverticulitis in a year's time. And my doctor wanted me to have surgery to have the diseased part of my colon removed. And I just kept avoiding committing to a date. I would, well, you know, uh, okay, well, I just started a new job. Well, well, you know, there were so many, I had all the excuses. And finally, I was at a, uh, I was having lunch and I, with family and a restaurant, and I was holding my new granddaughter in my arms. And I suddenly had this sensation that I was floating over the table, watching the whole scene from above. 
Ooh, that's creepy. And I, that's very creepy. And I realized in that moment, I am very, very sick. Mm-hmm. And if I don't do something, this is not going to, it's not going to end well. Isn't and it funny so, you hear stories where people talk about like their major health scares? Like you probably heard a hundred stories before uh-huh. your own, but it's not until so you, you are that? living in it that you're like, oh my gosh. Exactly. exactly. And I remember um, going, you know, going home and I knew I was, you know, in the throes of another diverticulitis attack. And I... um that was, we had gone to, you, you and the boys and we, our family had gone to Nashville and I was at the end of the uh, diverticulitis cocktail, as I called it, that um, to heal. And I remember going to school the next year and telling my principal, and it was a new job and I just did not want to do it, but I I told her that I absolutely had to have surgery and then I would schedule it in November in conjunction with Thanksgiving so that I did not miss a lot of school. And that's exactly what I did. I knew that episode scared me so horribly that I needed to do something and I needed to do it right right then and there. Mm -hmm. And I remember you kind of made a little bit of like diet changes prior to the surgery. It's all a little bit fuzzy now. I remember there was just like a little bit of like, okay, this is coming down to my lifestyle. Um, And I remember when you had surgery, bringing the boys to see you. And honestly, once again, it was my motivation and you were my inspiration of like, man, if you don't take care of yourself, this is what happens. And sure, there are always those people who can escape the medical issues and and things. But uh, this is just such an eye-opening moment of like, you were already so affected, like you talked about your mental health and being sedentary and out of energy and all these things. But like, it just came to a head. And it was like, this is really the result of it compounding over time is that eventually you hit a point where it's like, there's nothing you can do now except treat the problem when in reality, right. this was all very preventable for you. Oh, it was totally 100% preventable. Yeah. It was okay. So after surgery, you so you have the colon resection. After surgery, mm-hmm. what happened? After surgery, I got out of the hospital. And uh, when I went for my first you know, follow-up visit post-surgery, the doctor said, I'm just going to be very honest with you. If you don't make some lifestyle changes, we are going to continue carving you up inches at a time. And the likelihood is you will lose your colon and you will have a colostomy bag. And that absolutely terrified me. Yeah. That, ter- yeah. you know, that was terrifying to me. Mm-hmm. Um it seemed that seemed so you want to talk about an aha, oh my gosh moment. There it was in my face. And so I immediately started a sort of a um uh, 
diet where it was sort of an exchange program where I would eat so many breads, so many, you know, mm-hmm. and then I I thought, what is, well, so what is Hillary doing? Because, you know, she's <laughs> lost all this weight and more importantly, you know, she still goes out to eat with us on Friday nights and she has what she wants, you know, within reason she makes, she's making good choices. I might could do that. So I came to you for help. Mm-hmm. And I remember your words to me, Hillary. I don't know if you remember them or not. But when I said, you know, gosh, I, I really need your help. And you said, well, mom, I just had to wait for you to get out of your own way. Yep. <laughs> this is so true. Ladies will message me. Ladies will send me a message on Instagram. I just don't know. You know, I don't know what to do. I, I haven't done it yet. It's like I'm not motivated enough. And as much as I, you know, want to be the reason that, you know, they make the change, it has to come from within. It has Absolutely. to be, you have to have your oh no moment on your own like no one can do it for you and you know my hope is always that women don't get to these scary places before they have their aha moment exactly well and that yes that is why I tell my story over and over and over and over and over because if I can say one person from going through a health crisis Mm -hmm. then you know I've done something Yeah. I got to give mom credit. She jumped right in to food logging and macro counting like very well. Like I got to say as as a coach, I was like, all right. And I I do think we credit that too. Macros are similar to the exchange program ideas. Right. And so you kind of have an understanding of like, well, what is like a starch? You know, what is protein? So you really you slid right into that pretty well. Did you know the hardest? Probably the the hardest part for me. I think I did. You know, I got the nutrition okay, and I had you to help me. Yeah. That was yeah. that was great. The is key. Yes. Oh heavens, yes. And that you and I were kind of doing it together, made it neat, and you know, it was fun. Yep. But yep. the hardest part for me was tell, telling myself I had to get active. I had oh. been in <laughs> yes. inactive for so long. And I know you remember, and I'm going to tell this story too. We, um, you were staying, you and your family were staying with us because you had, uh, Tom had, uh, you'd had a little accident at your house. Yes. Tom, the toilet Tom was, overflow. yeah, I'll <laughs> tell the story. Tom was potty training and flushed like an entire roll of toilet paper down the toilet. And we ran out of the house to like go to the park or something. We were gone for like the whole day. And I came back at the end of the day and my new floors that we had just laid down in our new house uh, were soaked from literally one end of the house to the other. Apparently our slab wasn't level (laughs) and it just, our floors were ruined. So we had to move out of the house um, and move in with mom. And again, I had already created my health habits at this point. And I just, I'll never forget coming home or or you came home, I guess, from work. I came home from school and I uh, was lucky enough that I was able to leave a little early. And I came home from school and it was like, I don't know, 2.30. And you looked at me and you said, well, what are you going to do now? And I said, well, just sit and watch television until it's time to make dinner and then I'll make dinner. And you said at 2.30, what, mom? 
go in there. Remember those walking shoes that Nathan and I bought for you? Nathan's my son. And I said, uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> he said, well, you need to dust those off and, and we're going to go for a walk. And at first I thought, oh, just a little walk around the block. How hard can that be? So I did it. We got about maybe, I don't know, a quarter of a mile away. Mm-hmm. And I looked at Hillary and I said, oh my gosh, I, you're, you're going to have to call somebody. I can't, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And I remember you looking at me and going, I don't have a way to call anyone. You don't have a choice but to finish this. Yeah, I think I had and, a way to call someone. By the way. Oh, you probably did. But <laughs> yeah, no, but I know, like, we're going to do this. No, we're doing this. We're here. Yeah. You know, I know. But we it, did it. I know. And I know. And it it, it is so and the next morning, rough. Oh, my gosh. I wanted to cry. I mean, mm-hmm. literally, it was painful. Mm-hmm. The next morning, I had to have help getting out of bed. Mm-hmm. But do you remember when I got home that day from school? Yeah. It was getting yeah. ready to storm. And I walked in and I said, oh, let's hurry and put our shoes on and we can go for a walk. Mm-hmm. What a drastic the- difference 24 yes. hours made. <laughs> yes. I was like, yes, I hurt. But you know what? The only way I'm going to not hurt is to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. And of course, then that just parlayed into, you know, what, how I do to, you know, how my life is today, which is dramatically different. And if you had told me when I was 61 years old that at 67 years old, I would be doing what I'm doing. I would have said, oh, no, there's no way I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. It it was like such a, it, it, again, we say this all the time. When you have the moment where you're like, enough is enough and your back's against the wall it is when exactly. these changes, you know, a lot of times take place. And <laughs> it was such a monumental moment of like, okay, I really think mom is going to do like, I believe, I honestly believed from that moment on, like you had just been through enough and you had so much pressure on you to make these changes that this was going to be Tom flushing the toilet and flying the house was <laughs> going to be the catalyst. <laughs> Right. Well, that was all it took. Of, yeah, of your changes. And we're going to talk about your accolades and things because it's really crazy. But the big thing I want to touch on next is, you know, all of this is really habit-based where you, like you changed your nutrition and we started counting macros, logging your food, and that worked really well for you. And Meal planning, yep. meal prepping. I've got to throw those in because gosh, those were big. And they're cornerstones of a, you know, creating a balanced diet where, you know, you are prioritizing your food, no matter what method you're using. It's so important to prioritize the habits that are going to help you keep up, you know, these things. And so right. I know you and I both we advocate so hard for meal planning, meal prepping on some level, even if it's just, you know, getting some veggies together, whatever it needs to be. But yes, you, you tackled the nutrition. Now we're tackling the, you know, exercise portion, but how did you feel like about like going on this journey, like in the beginning? Cause it's easy to talk about some of this stuff now. And, you know, we, we both admit all the time, like, you know, we have to kind of go back to what does it feel like as coaches? What does it feel like in the beginning? So how did you feel when all this is starting and you're going through all of this, what feelings were coming up? 
You know, in the beginning, I, I had so many feelings and a lot of them weren't good. Um, I had, obviously, the fear of failing again. You, above all, no matter how many times I'd failed over and over and over. And we're so going to make a distinction right there really quick because we always uh-huh. say this. We we do tend to think that we failed, right? But we always make this and distinction. Yep. Well, right. at Balance yes. by Hillary, we say, uh-huh. we say, there's no failing like you learned for one. You learned what right. not to do. And right. those diets failed you. They weren't set up yeah. for, no. for well, you heaven, to no. five bites. I mean, successful. come on. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I was, you know, I was almost 300 pounds. I was scared. You know, I was very scared. I was so shocked. You know, it was, I was bewildered. How did I let myself get here? How did it happen? It just seemed to happened so gradually that all of a sudden one day it was like I woke up and here I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very, I, I was unhealthy. I was overweight. I was unhappy. And you know, most of all, Hillary, I was so angry that I'd let myself down. I think everyone um, can I, relate to that for yeah. sure. And and I let myself down. Yes, I let you, you know, my family down, my, you know, friends, because I never had the energy. I was always making plans to do something, but I never had the energy to follow through. And I know you know that better than anyone. That was, you know, mm-hmm. something, you know, you lived with a lot. But when I began the journey, <laughs> And I started seeing how great I felt, um, that the benefits of eating well and of working out. I tell you what, I was over the moon in love with my with my new life. And I still am. I wake up every single day so excited to see what the day's going to bring. You know, what am I going to do at the gym today? What's my trainer going to have me do? Um, what new food finds, you know, am I, is out there um, or out there? Um, I love moving my body, eating healthy foods. Uh, one of my very favorite things is to take an old recipe, something that I absolutely loved mm-hmm. and finding a way to make it healthier. Yeah, I love that. And so, yeah, I love my life. I absolutely will tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, I am living my best life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, I think so many people can relate to that anger that you feel when you wake up one day and you're like, what have I done? Like, how have I let it get to this point? Yeah. And I know a lot of our listeners are moms who put themselves on the back burner for so long and even grandmas who have really, really oh. put themselves on the back burner for mm-hmm. so long. But it is truly just it was so cool to watch you know the transformation that took place of you know going from how you how you behaved your habits to watching you slowly add these behaviors in. and and you you really did take things and run with it i won't say that you necessarily took like a slow approach but you didn't try and tackle everything at once you know you really just you focused yeah. on a little bit at a time what would you say was the probably just like the hardest part of getting started um the hardest part for me was starting an exercise program. I'd never been athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, I had taken, I'd started ballet when I was three years old and took it until I was 17. Um, <laughs> this is so funny. 
I remember my grandmother, uh, you know, she was my, she took care of me a lot when I was little and, oh, I was never allowed to sweat. So (laughs) (laughs) she said, you know, that wasn't healthy. That's not ladylike. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I, I, in the eighties, I walked, I went to a cardio class. I had never never in my life strength trained. But to be honest, I had not worked out since like 1994. You were about four years old. And that was probably the last time I worked out. Mm -hmm. And here I was in 2017 at the age of 61, wondering where do I start? How do I start? And, you know, fortunately, I had you to suggest walking and Mm -hmm. we did. And then you encouraged me to hire a trainer at our our local gym is associated with our hospital. So the staff there is very knowledgeable on working with people in all stages of life. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I added Zumba and bless your little heart. You would go with me, even though that was not your thing. Um, You know, you went to, well, you shouldn't be, but to support me. You know, you went and eventually I became a certified Zumba instructor, mm-hmm. loved it. Um, I've never taught a class, but I do, you know, I, I do love dancing. And she does record I, dance videos for our app. I do. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Uh, I do record dance videos for us, for BBH. I began doing 5Ks and I have officially done one 10K. I do indoor cycling. I love our spin class. And when I tell you I love my trainer, I love my trainer. We've been together six years with a little break during COVID, but he pushes me and he will tell me, you know, gosh, you, you're doing things in your sixties that I, you know, clients can't, you know, people I can't do in their forties and fifties, look at you. So Mm -hmm. super positive. And that's what you need. You know, when, when this is something new to you, you need to have a support system in place that some people who make you feel like you are killing it. Yeah. The two, the two key takeaways to me is a, you started small, like you didn't just try and go do, you know, suddenly run the 10 K or walk the 10 K, whatever you started with walking. And this is always our first suggestion for anyone who has been sedentary. Of course, talking to your doctor first is key, but you know, walking is the most under rated form of movement because, you know, anyone, you know, for the most part really can start there and, you know, it will energize you. It will give you all these benefits and, you know, will oftentimes push you into, well, what's the next thing? And then the second piece is, yeah, the accountability and support systems of a trainer who expects you to be there on X, Y day, a trainer who is knowledgeable about how to work with you and your limitations, a trainer who, you know, will build a program for you and tell you what to do. Some people, you just need to be told what to do. And same thing with the classes. It's like, you've got a class that you've got to be there at this time. And so it really makes it a habit of, you know, scheduling it into your calendar. And then same thing with like a friend, a workout buddy, which again, Mm -hmm. we had that in each other, which is why we created a (laughs) community-based business. Everybody's always like, you know, oh, how did this come to be? And I'm like, we saw the benefit of having somebody on this journey with you as a form of support and accountability. So I love all of that. And I know we've kind of talked about this, but just for somebody who's 
you know, they're listening to this and they're like, I can relate to these things. You know, I I want to get started. I'm ready to have a transformation like this and change my life. Tell us the like the first steps that you took in making these changes. The first steps I took, well, I started by changing my diet because I felt like that was a place I could start and would and understood, understood well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was still under my doctor's care when I started, <clears throat> but I turned to you for help with macros. I, I, again, I saw you eating out with us, doing great. And I thought, okay, I can do this because <laughs> I love to eat. I love food. I, you know, th- I, I've got to have a diet that's going to let me have the things that I love. I, I couldn't live in the land of deprivation ever again. So I learned to count macros and and my life was forever changed. Then after that, with my doctor's permission, I began walking and, you know, it that's just morphed into, you know, now I, I'm in the gym six days a week and I just never imagined that I would be living this life. It's wonderful, but you've got to start where you are. Be realistic. I, you know, I wasn't. I, I'm, there was there was no way I was going to walk out that front door and walk five miles. Mm-hmm. Well, now six years later, I can walk out that front door and walk five or six miles. Mm-hmm. So you've got to start where you are, and you've got to be very realistic, and you need to have a plan. You mm-hmm. know, I think that's so important. Yeah, I totally agree. And how about mentally? You know, we talked about the depression, the anxiety, how, you know, how is all of that now, now that you've made these lifestyle changes? And then also from a like diverticulitis, you know, you talked about you had lots of health problems, different medications Mm -hmm. and things. Where are you at now with all of that? Well, emotionally, um, I'm, you know, I'm great. I started to say fabulous, but I think I've used that word a million times today (laughs) because I love my life that much. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I did this year deal with a little seasonal depression as, as you and I've talked about and Mm -hmm. learned some ways to combat it. But I think that's just normal. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I feel very joyful. I feel very grateful. I wake up every morning and I write a list of gratitudes, things Mm -hmm. that I'm, I'm happy uh, to have in my life. I, am very focused on uh, positive affirmations. Those things are very important to me. Um, I was on, a, you know, a list of medications and now I take vitamins and that's it. <laughs> it's so crazy. No more colon problems. I mean, it was, it was, I have yeah, it was my, you know, <laughs> my life uh, for a long time was, well, when's the next time mom's going to be sick, you know? And so it's, it truly, when you talk about the health side of this, you know, the changes with getting off the medication and all the things it's, it's insane. And, you know, to speak to the depression, anxiety things, you know, the biggest thing that stands out to me is, you know, everyone is going to have bouts of depression and anxiety. The difference now is you don't live in that state right. 20 or right. seven. Exactly. And I always tell people right. that I'm very realistic that when you lose weight, oftentimes before you do it, you know, you might have this idea that once you get to your goal weight or in your goal body, you'll be happy. You know, it'll be like, oh, oh sunshine no. and rainbows no. and all these things. Yeah. And that's not realistic. Your problems will yeah. still be there. Oh, um, and 
you yes. did a lot of self inner work, you know, mm -hmm. in your weight loss journey. And I did as well, but you know, to think that you're never going to experience those things is absolutely, you know, somebody's aligned you if they're telling you that right. the <laughs> thing to understand is you can be infinitely better than you were because you're not living in this state. No, no, you're not. And then, like I said, yes, I, you know, I did, I, I dealt with seasonal affective disorder this year, which was, you know, it was tough. Yeah. Um, but I found some ways to combat it next year. Hopefully I'll be a little more prepared. Um, but, you know, I lived, I, I saw my doctor. I was thinking about this the other day because I, I went to dinner with some friends last night and we were talking about our, our doctors. And I said, Gosh, I love my doctor. And then I went, you know, I haven't seen my doctor in five years. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I still love my doctor. But right. I would, I mean, I would go maybe once a month. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. I was I was visiting the doctor once a month um, for something. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I and I, I I do want to say this. Yeah. Anytime you're making a big life change, because you know, this was a huge life change for me. I can't tell you how important it is to do a lot of self-work. And if that means hiring a therapist, seeing a therapist, there's no shame in that. Mm -hmm. That is very, very uh, important. And my therapist has been with me every step of the way on this journey. And, uh, you know, if for nothing else, just a sounding board. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I just want to kind of throw that in there because yeah. I've talked about, you know, the mental health aspect of this and, you know, what a horrible place I was in and, you know, the importance of a good therapist who will, you know, guide you on the journey. Absolutely. And we see this a lot with, you know, women who are on this journey is there's there's more to this sometimes, right? Emotional yeah. eating yeah. and and all these things that, you know, you will likely need some professional help with if it's a persistent mm -hmm. problem. And, you know, taking care of your brain and your mind is just as important as your body. That's why we focus on that aspect here. And uh, yeah, very pro therapist. I always credit you for being pro therapy my entire life. There was no hesitation. If we needed help, we were, you know, going to get it. And that's a wow. huge reason why I ended up getting a degree in psychology is, you know, there's still to this day stigma around saying I need help, which just blows my right. mind because if you break your arm, you go to the doctor. <laughs> but people are just still still have this idea that working ourselves. I think things have changed. I will say I think it is I definitely think they are changing for the better. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, I've got a couple last of off the cuff questions okay. um, right. that I really want to talk about because I think it's important for our listeners too. You know, as you were going through your weight loss journey, as we know, the scale does not go in a perfectly straight line. Did it go in a perfectly straight line for you? 
<laughs> oh, yes. I know, right? It's no, like no. once you get to the end of the journey, you can laugh about it. You really can. Right. But, guys, when you're in it, when you are in it, oh. it is rough to be doing. I mean, think about all these yes. monumental changes mom just talked yeah. about she was making. And you want that instant gratification, that instant reward with this scale. And like you just said, you're, you know, you lost 110 pounds. And the reason that you did is because you didn't give up. You were persistent. You kept going with your habits. But in those moments when it was fluctuating around, even though you were doing all the right things, you know, what kind of helped you hold on to keeping going and not letting that get in the way so that you could get to your end result? Well, I, I will tell you, you know, in the beginning, I was losing 10 and 12 pounds a month. Yeah, it definitely moves faster in the beginning when you've got a lot to lose. (laughs) And suddenly, then it was like three pounds a month. (laughs) That was tough. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you what I did. I had to focus on things other than the scale. Yes. We didn't plan this. We didn't talk about this. we We didn't talk about this. But I will tell you two things that I did that helped me tremendously. I bought um, a pair of jeans in a size too small. Mm -hmm. I mean, like literally I couldn't get them closed Mm -hmm. and I used those. I would try those on, you know, once a month until one day, oh my gosh, they fit. (gasps) And so, so oh, oh, I lost my mind. I mean, I was like dancing around the bathroom. I was so happy. Mm -hmm. So then I went to the store. (laughs) I bought another pair in a size too small. Mm-hmm. And that helped me take the focus off of the scale mm-hmm. and also progress pictures. I, you introduced me to those. Those were brand new to me. I would at the, you know, the first of every month and still to this day, I marched myself into my bedroom. Uh, one of the bedrooms in my house has a full length mirror and I go in And I take my progress pictures and compare them to the pictures from the month before. Mm -hmm. And so that those two things helped me a lot. Some people take measurements. Now, in the beginning, my trainer, that was one thing we did once a month. We took measurements, but we don't do that anymore. Um, So, you know, that's a valid way to uh, gauge your progress. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you, I think the jeans thing for me, Mm -hmm. that was, that was, I still have, I have one, one more pair, one more pair. And when I get into those, I'm done. I love it. Yes, we I will have arrived. <laughs> yes, we love celebrating feeling yes. good in our body. And yes. that, and that's why we don't put a ton of emphasis on the scale at Balance by Hillary is because we know we have lived this experience that mm-hmm. our clients are going through and that we understand what it's like to be frustrated by the scale. But we also know what it's like to go forget the scale. Like who literally who exactly. cares? Because do you see this pair of jeans that I'm rocking. And I know we both have had the experience of the number on the scale not being being higher than what we would have thought, but we felt amazing in our body. And, you know, if you are building muscle and getting strong and 
even still, even if that's not it, it, your number on the scale that you, you know, sometimes obsess over that goal number, you honestly would be so surprised to know that how often people who go through journeys like mom and I, a hundred plus, you know, lost pounds, it's like by the end, you're like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? You see that dress that I want to rock on yes. vacation yeah. or at my, you yeah. know, reunion? Like that's what it's all about. And that's because the scale note we don't know who cares. It's not tattooed on your head. It's not going with you anywhere. But those pictures you take when you're on vacation or, you know, how you feel when you show up to an event, like how you feel in your body is more important than a number that really means absolutely nothing. Absolutely. 100%. I love it. And I know for me, and I'm sure this was true for you too, but, you know, also focusing on those behaviors that did so much for you, you know, like it gave you energy to exercise. It made you feel better. So that's always something I want ladies to tap into as progress is moving slower or, you know, whatever might be going on. Just remember that, you know, these habits that you're engaging in, they're meant to to improve your quality of life and make you feel better. And absolutely to abandon them just because of the scale that's not really what we're doing. Like, that's not the goal. And the women who can embrace, you know, the hard times where maybe progress is slower, but embrace that those, you know, habits make them feel better and are improving their quality of life. They're the ones who keep going because they, you know, latch on to the habits and the behaviors. And then guess what? Suddenly one day you're at the end goal and you're like, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. And, you know, <laughs> There is this, there is this, I don't know, like overwhelming feeling of self-confidence. And and yes, yes, I lost 110 pounds. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I go to the gym six days a week. And I know you know this in my little planner every day that I go to the gym or I, I take a walk or I work out or whatever, I put a, a gold star. Yeah. And that's probably the the former teacher in me. Mm -hmm. I am very much a visual, but when I open my planner and I see that sea of stars, mm -hmm. man, I feel good. I, mm -hmm. I feel accomplished. Yeah. Um, this is backed by so psychology yeah. majorly yes. that are the reward system, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I always encourage ladies, you know, remove this reward idea of like, well, I've lost weight, going to go eat, you know, this meal right. and, and start right. engaging in rewards that or adopt rewards that are, you know, supportive of your goals, things like stickers, check marks, check marks. We have a habit tracker that we use our weekly goal tracker at Balanced by Hillary. And oh man, those check check marks, like saying that you yeah. did what you're going to do. And this is a part of weight loss that just isn't talked about, coached enough, approached enough in weight loss right. programs is that it's the confidence that you create in yourself of saying, I have this goal, I'm gonna, you know, commit to this plan. And when you do it, when you actually do it, and you show up for yourself, and you're consistent with it, 
your confidence skyrockets. In fact, we're in the self-made challenge right now inside of our app. And in the last week, that's that's literally the last lesson of the program is that consistency equals confidence and confidence equals consistency. And it's just this cycle Mm -hmm. that keeps going that, you know, if you feel confident in yourself, you're going to, you know, be more consistent with your habits. And if you're consistent, you're going to feel more confident. And so I love all of that. And this has been super fun to have you on sharing your story. (laughs) It's so inspiring, Mm -hmm. guys. I mean, we're talking about a hundred plus pounds lost, obviously. Um, If you've seen her progress pictures, then you know, we're talking about somebody who went from 666, you know, all the medication, completely sedentary, a terrible diet to having a balanced diet to becoming a Zumba instructor. I mean, she in the gym, she she's not kidding when she says she's doing more than everybody (laughs) else that's younger than her. I'm over here like, oh, man, I got to step my game up. I got to keep up with her now. You know, it is so inspiring and you're a fabulous example for not just women your age, but any woman in the world should be inspired by your story. So with that, we have more episodes coming. We're going to talk about a couple of different things. We're going to talk about maintaining your weight loss, (laughs) which is so important. Um, And we're also going to, we're going to, get into the age part of this for anybody who is 60 plus, or maybe you have a parent, grandparent that is in the same boat as mom or was, and you know, you're know you wanting to help them. I think listening to that episode will be helpful You know, to hear how age it plays a role, but also doesn't. We'll we'll get into it for sure. Uh, you can do this at That's any. That's a age. whole different topic. It is, it is, and we'll get into that. So the last thing that I want to ask you before we uh, sign off of this episode is, what is your definition of balance? Like, what does balance mean to you in your life now? Like in this present day, h- how do you stay balanced? What does balance mean to you? For me, balance is, um, gosh, it's it's a lot of things. Um, it is being able to go to dinner with friends. And yesterday is a great example of balance. I got up yesterday morning. I hit spin class. I met a girlfriend for lunch. I made good choices around, you know, what I had. I then met friends for dinner last night. Again, had a salad, crab cake, a glass of wine. That is balance. I never knew balance. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I had black, white mentality. It was all or it was nothing. It was five bites <laughs> or it was five cheeseburgers, mm-hmm. you know, and this this lifestyle is so balanced. It's, you know, a healthy 45 minutes to an hour every day, you know, in the gym or, or walking or whatever. Um, and it's not going hard all the time. It's sometimes you and I just going out for a walk. Um, that's balance. That's balance. And the great part is that while I have the physical balance, taken care of with my food and with my, you know, my, my nutrition and with my activity, it bleeds over into my emotional health. Mm-hmm. 
I feel very balanced emotionally now because I'm not frightened. I'm not um, overwhelmed. I'm not apprehensive. I, I'm very balanced in all areas. And, and that for me is, is huge because I never have been. Yeah. I love all of that. And I, for one, am so glad that you found your balance. A, because I needed somebody to be in this business with me, but also so that we can keep up our shenanigans. You guys. Oh, girl, we have so much fun. You know, we really do. We do. We definitely do. And I love all of this. You guys, uh, super shout out to mom for making time to hang out with me today. I mean, I guess as your boss, I scheduled this in for you. But you did invite me to coffee this morning and that was very Uh, random. I just pulled into the driveway when I got your message. Hey, meet me at the coffee shop, you know? And I was like, yay. So I just backed right out. (laughs) Yep. We love our job. We love our job and getting to serve you ladies because yes, we spent the morning at the coffee shop coming up with enhancing some new and improved features inside of our balanced bioler app we can't wait to tell you guys all about but then we got to come do this and share our story it's literally i i was thinking about it the other day it's a dream like it is a dream to you know be able to share these stories with you guys and help you guys change your life so as always i love to end the episode by telling you that if you enjoyed this episode and you feel like you got something out of it, shoot me a message on Instagram. I am at Balanced by Hillary with one L. Mom is also on Instagram. She's, what are you, Bridget underscore BBH maybe? Yes, I am at Bridget, B-R-I-D-G-E-T underscore BBH. And she's crushing it on oh. social media, guys. Ooh, I mean, she's loving it. Yes, she shares tips. She shares motivation, her workout stuff. So definitely give her a follow. And mom, thank you so much for being our first (laughs) It's All About Balance (laughs) podcast guest. Hey, thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it. All right, you guys. Well, we will see you in the next episode. Bye, guys. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of It's All About Balance. And if you did enjoy today's show, make sure that you're subscribed so that you never miss a new episode. If you have not already, please connect with me on social media. I absolutely love meeting you guys and getting to know you. I will drop the links to my social in the show notes as well as our website. And I will see you guys next time.